The following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. Your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. This is a story about Billy Joe and Bobby Sue. Two young lovers with nothing better to do. Then sit around the house, get high and watch a tube. Here's what happened when they decided to cut loose. They headed down to Wool El Paso. I swear they ran into a great big hassle. Billy Joe shot a man while robbing his castle. Bobby Sue took the money and run. Go on, take the money and run. Back on the Tom Dupree show. Little Steve Miller. We welcome Mike Johnson to the show. Good morning. I was getting my clap on. It was- yeah. <laughs> I remember listening to him back when I was 15 years old. Uh, Steve uh, Miller band. Yeah. They, they've been around a long time. Mm-hmm. The uh, late sixties, even I think, or early seventies. The thing I've always liked about them too. I mean, their harmonies are great. Yeah, in, in a lot of their songs. I mean, it's just real catchy. Right. Well, Mike, we got some stories here that we want to cover uh, today, and uh, you know, the market has hit an all-time high this week. People don't seem that concerned. No, um, I mean <clears throat> the the markets like to climb walls of worry. Yeah, um, and there's been plenty of worry in the last six months. Uh, right, and the, all the the everything I've read, um, you know, it's you're still not seeing this euphoria in the market. I mean, yeah. even though the market's hitting new highs, um, a, a lot of institutional money is still pretty conservatively invested. You know, a lot of cash on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's to me. I mean, I mean, earnings season that that we're in right now. Um, earnings, and we'll get into it a little more deeply here in a second, but. Um, earnings in general have been good and beaten expectations. Right. Um, and so it, it's, to me, I mean, anytime, anytime you make a new highs on something, it gives you pause you know, you're, you're, right. you're always looking to see, you know, how are things valued? Um, but in general, um, still pretty optimistic. Yeah. We have a lot of things in our portfolio that are still well below their 52 week highs. Absolutely. Uh, It's not like everything in the portfolio is banging on its, 
uh, high for all-time high. That's right. Um, f- just purely from stock price and then definitely from uh, a multiple standpoint because uh, a lot of these companies that have not hit gotten back to their 52-week high – their earnings have been really good, right? Um, and a lot of them have raised their dividends, so the yields are attractive. Um, so you know, in general, um, pretty optimistic. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like it. Social Security costs to exceed income in 2020. Trustees say you got an article there which talks about a little bit about how it's invested. Right. Um, so they, they had a study come out. Uh, this was on uh, April 22nd. Um, but the Social Security program's cost will exceed its income for the first time uh, in 2020. It's the first time since 1982. Um, and they're going to have to dip into, they call it the trust fund, which is about $3 trillion. I think it's about, I think it, exactly it's $2.9 trillion. Right. Uh, they're going to have to dip into that. Uh, but this report that came out um, by 2035, the trust fund uh, will be depleted and Social Security will no longer be able to pay its fully scheduled benefits. Um, I mean, surprise, it, surprise, surprise, surprise. I mean, this is something that everybody knew. Um, I mean, you look at you look at any of these federal state anything uh, you know uh, uh pensions uh, which social security is um gross mismanagement um you know benefits that are more than they can afford um and so i mean this isn't a surprise but it's kind of a smack in the face wake up call um i think people uh that are still working you have to know this kind of stuff going into potential retirement. Um, right. Don't rely on the government to fund your life. You're you're in your in retirement. I mean, you mm-hmm. have you you always have to take um, steps to protect yourself. That's not relying on someone else. Yeah. Especially the government. You know what will inevitably happen is that they'll try to raise taxes in order to pay this off so that the the fact that they gave the benefits away too generously and didn't invest the money in a way that could have made them money uh, will fall back on the taxpayers. That's right. You know, some of these sovereign funds throughout the world, uh, many of them invest in stocks and uh, other kinds of yeah, the the there's one um, right on that. Uh, yeah, here the, you the go. Social Security. Um, <laughs> this is this is you know uh, the way they ask this question. I love it. Um, how do you run a pension fund into the ground while the stock markets, as we were just talking, are hitting new highs? Um, it's simple. You don't invest in stocks. That's right. And that's what um, the the Social Security. Um, by mandate, uh, they cannot invest in stocks. Uh, so I want to throw a, a couple statistics. I mean, there, there's a lot of factors impacting Social Security. It can, you know, longer life expectancies, declining birth rates, um, wages, uh, and and then just the the payouts that they're giving. Um, but um, a big thing that could benefit social security um, is allowing it to invest in stocks. Um, So this year, 
uh, U.S. stocks are up around 17.5%. Social Security money has grown, uh, from an investment standpoint, 0.88%. How about that? It's unbelievable. I mean, you, you, they're, they're facing this, this gross um, underfunding, and yet they're invested in short-duration government bonds. Right. Um, <clears throat> you can make the argument that of any person of any time anywhere or institution the government the u.s government should should be allocated maybe a hundred percent to stocks that's right I mean, they, they can afford to take the risk of having you know uh the well actually i'd, I'd argue that the greater risk is what you're facing right now which is the, you're not going to earn enough you're not earning enough um but over the past five years Social Security Trust Fund has earned a total, total, not annualized, total of 17% on the investments. U.S. stocks over the same period have earned 49%. Um, Since 1980, Social Security's investments uh, have lagged the U.S. stock market by four percentage points a year. If you'd invested $100 in Social Security, you'd have only $1,400 today starting back in 1980 versus over $6,600 if you'd invested in the U.S. stock market. So 66 times your money. Yep, versus 14. Golly. Um, so at $2.9 trillion, uh, Social Security, it, it's the largest pension fund in the U.S. or really about the world. So think of it like, like you would – teachers retirement or any any corporate pension fund um they have a hundred the u.s if you think of social security 175 million workers um and another 60 million are already receiving the benefits but the the idea of investing uh in stocks that's not that's not foreign. A lot of uh, around the world, a lot of um, yeah. sovereign wealth funds, uh, you know, in Norway, you know, a number of them, you know, own stocks right. in there. Why would you not? Um, I mean, this this was something you know when ERISA um, you know came about. That was in the I believe that was in the seventies, right? In nineteen, actually, right here, I got the exact date, nineteen seventy four, and that's what allowed. Pension funds. One of the things it did was allow pension funds to invest in stocks, right? And they didn't change it for Social Security. It's just this. It's just it should have gross mismanagement. Just one thing after the other from from the benefits that are paid, not taking in enough. You know, actuarial tables being way off. I mean, all these every single step. They're wrong. Yeah. And, you know, these people that argue that, well, you know, you, you should let the government, um, you know, manage and, you know, they're they're more efficient with, with tax dollars. They're going to distribute it correctly. Oh, right. Look at Social Security. I mean, this yeah. is just one, one example of just where they should have been a little more willing to take risk and they didn't willing to take risk daggone it what they should do i mean who who out there wouldn't say okay if you had the choice of either taking what you're paying into social security as your own right and treating it like a 401k or something you know a, a federally mandated retirement plan 
versus giving it to the government where it's distributed out, you know, uh, to, to everybody, 99.9% of the people would probably say, let me use my money the way I want to use it. And it's more efficient and, um, the results are always better. Right. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree show with Mike Johnson. It's news radio, 630 WLAP. Because they need to know what's going on. Admission bribery scandal. Cases of measles. The tax returns. I want to be informed. Crisis at the border. Child separation. The full report. Check in and catch up. All of the information. Every day. For everyday life. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree. A fiduciary is a person or organization that owes to another the duties of good faith and trust. It is the highest legal duty of one party to another, and it means being bound ethically to act in the other's best interests. At Dupree Financial Group, we act as a fiduciary to our clients when managing their investments. This means simply that we put their interests first. We accept no commissions or transaction fees, only an asset-based percentage fee of our clients' assets, which directly aligns our interests with theirs. Think about it. A financial advisor who does well when you do well. If you'd like to know more about how this might work for you, give us a call at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a no-obligation meeting and a discussion of your account. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show with Mike Johnson. You know, Mike, um, people are afraid of investing in stocks. They're afraid of the the potential downturn in many cases. But I think it's based on a lot of ignorance where they don't tend to look at investing in stocks as investing in businesses, and you're buying a piece of a business, they they look at it like you're buying uh, trading tickets or lottery tickets or something like that, that where they may lose everything. And they're worried about uh, losing before they ever think about how they can make money investing in businesses. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the biggest misconceptions people have about investing and I think it gets back to what you were saying uh, just then about the uh, government not investing the Social Security money in, in in businesses. The government is fully invested in businesses. Why? Because that's where their tax money comes from. That's right. They're completely invested in business in the U.S. Mm-hmm. 
but they act as if they're not, like they're stronger somehow than, than business is. But it's business that creates every ounce of wealth that the government has been able to take in. Absolutely. It has to come from ultimately the private sector. And uh, it's disingenuous to think that somehow that's not the case. And um, the government is always coming against the private sector, saying that it can't be trusted, things like that. They use it as a political football to attack guys like Bernie Sanders. You know, they say they are democratic socialists. They want the government involved in every area of business, but they don't think about what business does and and how raises the money that they say they want is through taking risks mm-hmm. informed risks and uh anyway so why the 60 40 portfolio is dead for retirement planning this is a so everybody's been told that your portfolio should be 60 percent stock and 40 percent bonds why is that no longer correct because things change um yeah. You look at uh, um, some of the same issues that have faced Social Security and pensions. You know, it's the same thing facing individuals when you're trying to plan for your retirement. You're living longer. Um, Markets change. Um, But specifically, um, you know, diversification, you limit your diversification potential. Um, And the key, an investor's needs are not static. Um, people's lives change. Um, everybody's situation is different. And <clears throat> to go, in, well, I'll back up. So the 60-40 portfolio, that's saying 60% stocks, 40% bonds. Um, the problem with that is, you know, with people living longer, um, you're not going to earn enough to give yourself a raise over time right? Um, because you're, you're, the returns are not going to be there. Look at what's happened with Social Security. Um, and what you were just saying, you know, people not understanding what it is to invest in something, uh, not knowing what's You're in investing it. in businesses. Exactly. And when, they, when you first talk to somebody and they say, well, you know, that's risky. Well, I'll tell you what's risky. What's risky is you outliving your money. That's risk. That's right. And if if you're not earning enough to pay out distributions to take into effect, you know, uh, or take into account the effect of inflation, that's risk. You're going to outlive your money, mm-hmm. uh, especially depending on what type of uh, withdrawal rate you're taking. Um, so you have to really take a step back and define what risk is. Um, when we're researching companies, um, we're, we're looking, like you said, at the business. Um, that's, why, that's why we don't use um, funds or ETFs or you know, these exotic strategies or margin. You know, when, when, you have, when you take on margin, for example, um, then you are more placing a bet because mm-hmm. you're now now timing is not on your side, right? Um, and but when you're investing in dividend paying companies, 
you're looking at what is the company, what do they make, what do they produce, or what service or good do they make for uh, people to, to purchase. And how do they produce cash flow? Exactly. How do they produce earnings that can be paid to investors? Right, exactly. Uh, and it, it's it's not um, a bet saying, okay, I think this thing is going to go up this percent over this amount of time. It puts time on your side because ultimately we're investing for an income stream for our clients. You know, we want dividends coming in regardless of what the stock market is doing. Right. Now, this, the stock market's doings, if you want to call it that, the ups and downs of the market, that gives you opportunities. Um, and over time, we believe we'll also have growth from that. So right. we want an income stream and then over time – growth on top mm-hmm. of that um but uh the 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 old adage of a 60 40 mix you're lo- you're losing out on diversification uh because most of the time that adheres to you know some sort of an index mm-hmm. fund um you may not have real estate in there or you know we we own some real estate companies you know very specific types of real estate um and all of these things, it's not a shotgun approach. We're taking, you know, the the, the sharpshooting approach, if you will, right. to businesses that that have endured uh, the test of time, and that we believe will continue to endure the test of time. Mm-hmm. So we don't adhere to this, you know, one size fits all. You know, sixty forty or take 110 minus your age that's how much you need in bonds or stocks we don't adhere to that because right it's that that totally negates your specific situation and uh what's going on in the market and you have to take those things into account or you're setting yourself up for potential failure right um so it it came out this week that uh, earnings growth was uh, higher than what people had thought. Mm-hmm. The economy's growing. We're going to get into it some when we come back from the break. But uh, the economy's doing better than what people thought that would happen. Absolutely. Yeah, the economy's doing well. Companies are doing well. Um, and, uh, you know, it was the last quarter of last year you know, hey, we're getting into a we're going into a recession. You know, all these fears were building, and this earnings recession is not showing up. Right. Um, you know, it's always a mixed bag. You know, company by company. You know how they're doing, but you look um, in general, and earnings have been quite good. Um, are we ready to a break? Yeah. Wow. Oh wow. Well, you don't have to stop. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll throw, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll throw the numbers. I'll throw the numbers out after the break. All right. We'll come back with the numbers after the break. It is the Tom Dupree Show with Mike Johnson sitting in News Radio six thirty WLAP. 
Hey, hon, TV antenna's broken. We can't get our channel. The antenna is fine. Give me the remote. What? No. I need the remote to fix it. We need to rescan for local channels. Oh, you know everything, huh? Well, yes, I do. But you were right here with me when they aired the announcement about changes in the broadcast frequency. Really? Yeah. <laughs> here, it's easy to rescan. You do it. Okay. Instructions are at FCC.gov slash TV rescan or call 1-888-CALL-FCC. Ever wonder why Europeans seem to speak so many languages? Maybe it's because they use Babbel, the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Babbel's award-winning technology gets you speaking right away, whether you're learning Spanish, French, or German. And best of all, you'll remember what you've learned. I always thought I was bad at languages, but after using Babbel, I can tell you I was just taught the wrong way. Using Babbel's 10 to 15 minute lessons, you can be speaking confidently in your new language within weeks. I was amazed that I could start having real life conversations right away. It was so fast. Now I'm speaking Spanish. Woohoo! <laughs> no wonder Babbel is the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Try it for yourself and see why Babbel is the quick way to get conversational in a new language, like Spanish, French, or more. You can try Babbel for free. Go to Babbel.com or download the app and try it for free. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com, or download the app to try it for free. That's Babbel.com. Final weekend for April. Underway with a mix of sunny clouds on your Saturday. Windy weather. Watch out for some scattered showers and thunderstorms late this afternoon into the evening with a cold front dropping in. We'll see a high mid-60s ahead of the front. Low 60s with partly sunny skies behind it for your Sunday. As we go into Monday, scattered storms are possible with highs topping out back into the mid and upper 70s. I'm WKYT Chief Meteorologist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLE. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. Message and data rates may apply. Earning your degree from one of the top business schools in the country might sound impossible to fit into your workload. But what if there were a business degree that furthered your career and gave you access to world-renowned faculty, leaders, and mentors? All on your schedule. One that opened doors to some of the most influential CEOs, tech companies, law firms, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. And what if you could earn that degree in as little as 16 months, 100% online? To find out more, text PROUD to 79645. That's P-R-O-U-D to 79645. Start your online MBA, information management, or business analytics master's program from the W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University today. Learn more about the W.P. Carey Business Graduate Programs online. Text PROUD to 79645. That's P-R-O-U-D to 79645. Kentuckians are always on the move. Whether you're driving down the road for a gallon of milk or flying across the country, Kentucky's new driver's licenses will get you there more securely than ever before. Rolling out by county starting this April. All cards will arrive in the mail. Choose between a standard license or a U.S. air travel and military base approved voluntary travel ID license. Preparing now will save valuable time later when you renew at your local circuit court clerk office. Learn what documents to bring at drive.ky.gov. 6.30 WLAP.
back on the Tom Dupree Show. Um, make sure and go to our Facebook page and like us. That's the, is it for the Tom Dupree Show or for the Dupree Financial Group? Both of them. Send us a friend request. We're going to be sharing educational articles on our page that you're not going to want to miss. If you like this radio show, you'll love the Facebook page. The website, DupreeFinancial.com, is also a great resource for educational items. You can also find the podcast of the radio show there. That's www.DupreeFinancial.com. So, uh, Mike, you were talking about the numbers some more. Yeah, so <clears throat> the the earnings uh, numbers that have come out, um, uh, again, you know, the fourth quarter of last year, uh, everybody thought we were going into an earnings recession. Uh, you couldn't really find anything positive out there, yeah. um, except for on this show. Right. <laughs> I remember we were talking about it, and uh, we were saying, you know, this is – you know, probably as optimistic as we had been right. in over a year because of all the, I mean, how cheap things, how were. cheap things were. Cause you're, you, we were, you're sitting there looking at some of these things that were going down and you're scratching your head. Like, you know, w why? I mean, there's, there's no good reason for this. Um, and <clears throat> so now for the first quarter earnings, um, uh, about a third of the S&P 500 companies have reported, and uh, earnings growth uh, that is reported looks to be basically flat, which is better than negative. Right. Um, as of uh, at Tuesday, uh, it was actually looking that it was going to be negative for you know, about 1.1%, uh, but now uh, it's actually looking that more than likely it'll be positive. Um, and this is this is interesting right here. Um, on average, uh, the data shows earnings have come in 5.9% above estimates, uh, which is higher than the typical earnings surprises, which average about 5.4%. Um, so far, 78% of companies have reported better than expected earnings, well above long-term average of 65%. Um, and 56% of the companies have beaten revenue expectations. I mean... That's pretty good. Where's the earnings recession? Yeah. Um, you know, you, you were you were talking in the, the first half of the show, um, you know, the, the, the consumer is doing well. Yeah. Uh, and the consumer is spending money. And... You know that's what's helped a lot of uh, you know th these earnings numbers that have come out. You, you combine that with the long-term uh, positive impacts of tax reform, not just the one-year shot in the arm. I mean, this is this right. long-term, um, and uh, I mean it's certain sectors have done better than others. Um, you know, uh, especially, uh, you know, financials uh, have done really well. Real estate and industrials have done really well. Um, really, the only uh, weak spot for the, the quarterly earnings uh, so far have been energy. Mm -hmm. uh, but that <clears throat> that's more of a uh, uh, kind of a specific factors that have impacted that because, um, like uh, Exxon, you know, their numbers came out and uh, the numbers weren't bad um, per se. It was it was specific incidents that affected it, um, primarily, uh, you know, crude prices on the refining side, because when they're refining crude, these these 
large integrated oil companies. You know, they're doing everything from the exploration and production, right? The movement, midstream, right? They do it all. Right. Um, well, when crude prices go up, that hurts their margins on the refining because their input yep. costs go up, uh, and that's what's uh, what affected them. But the stocks have done great year to date. They just got a little ahead of themselves, right? Uh, so. We, we don't mind seeing this kind of movement in the stock price as long as the fundamentals are there. Right. Um, so we're glad to see the numbers that are coming out. Um, and it's what we, you know, had uh, hoped for. And, you know, we talked about early this year, back in the January time frame, that, you know, it looked likely or possible that that could be the case. Absolutely. You uh, have a couple of more articles here about early retirement and and retirement rainy day fund. We're in the business of retirement investing. That's what we do. Um, We invest for people's retirements, and uh, it it is our core competency. But a lot of people want to retire a little too soon. That's right. And that's something that you should be on guard against. They've, uh, they've done some studies uh, that they've concluded now um, talking about uh, physical, mental, social issues that come about uh, when people retire. Um, and this is something we've encouraged uh, a lot of our clients, uh, the, the listeners, um, don't retire just because you hit a certain age. Yeah. You know, if 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 you're in a um, a job that you know is physically demanding, you know, is beating you up, um, well, maybe look for a different career, right. something else that might be fulfilling. Um, but they've done studies. Tough to do in in your sixties. <laughs> Can be um, now if if you are in a financial place where that's a possibility. Um, yeah, uh, there's volunteer work. Right, um, and that that helps uh, all these aspects. As I'm getting ready to mention, so uh, one of the studies they did um, found that men are two percent more likely to die in the month they turn sixty-two than in the previous month. Uh, this mortality rate's driven primarily by increases in deaths from lung cancer, uh, COPD. Um, which comes from you know smoking, lack of physical activity. Because when people retire, if you don't have a hobby or a passion or something, yeah. you're going to be more likely to eat bad food, to sit around, right. watch TV, none of which are good for your health. Um, That's right. If, so um, it, it's I like when there's actually studies and numbers that have that are kind of playing out to what we've talked about in the past. Um, uh, There was a Dutch policy change in 2009, uh, which gave workers a 5% bonus uh, if they waited till age 62, 7% at 63, 10% bonus at 64. And uh, that actually reduced all these uh, health problem really because if they the, kept working if they kept working uh so it reduced uh the the health problems because these people were staying engaged longer um the other part of it's mental um you know evidence suggests that retirement can accelerate cognitive decline 
um, when you're working, um, you you're more than likely working different parts of your mind than you would right. otherwise. It, it keeps you sharp. Um, a 2014 study of half a million retired self-employed workers in France found that dementia was significantly less common among those who retired later than those who retired earlier. Um, Now, those two or those three factors I was just talking about was primarily men. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's that's who were primarily affected by that. The other one, uh, the social aspect, that impacted women uh, more profoundly. Um, So you you think that when you retire, you're going to have more time to spend with friends, your social network's going to improve. Not the case. Um, the Syracuse University found that retirement shrinks social networks and the frequency of social interactions. Uh, this The impact's especially large for women. Um, smaller social networks and social isolation tend to reduce life satisfaction and impair physical and mental health. Really? Yes. Um, so it's, it's not just men that are affected, women are affected, you know, retirement can be not only detrimental to, uh, financial health, but physical health. And that's why we encourage, uh, everyone to stay involved, stay active in something, you know, if you're volunteering or if you, you change careers or, or just something uh, to keep yourself active. Um, from a financial health standpoint, um, it's interesting that if you work uh, one additional year, uh, that raises your future, future annual retirement income by 9% on average. Really? One year. One year. Wow. Because it's compounded uh, because that's one year that you're earning something. And that's one year that you're not taking out that's right. of your retirement portfolio. Yep. Um, so, I mean, we're in the retirement business. You know, yeah. uh, our, our job is to produce income for our clients that are in retirement. Right. But that income stream doesn't necessarily mean that you're completely retired. Yeah. You can use the income stream from savings that you've accumulated to, to – um, uh, uh, kind of be an addition to, uh, or a, a supplement. That's the word I was looking for. It's early, uh, a supplement to other income. You switch jobs, yeah. you know, it might not be the same paying job, but you're taking, you might have social security, you might have, you know, the income from your investment portfolio and you can switch to something else that's right. more, uh, maybe less strenuous or maybe more fulfilling on something that you're wanting to accomplish. Cause I mean, we see people come in sometimes and, and we know that they're ready to retire Absolutely. if they've worked at Toyota, let's say for, for a number of years, right. Which can be a tough job, but there's other people that come in and, and they talk like they want to retire, but really they're not ready for it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, it seems like, uh, some of those people um, would like to quit their jobs, but it's just not time yet. That's right. And I think that's something that needs to change. And I hope that's what people are taking away from these types of things that we're talking about. We have to change the idea of retiring because you're a certain age. Yeah. Um, that I think that's a, a huge 
disservice to people um, because you know the they the, just get it in their head that they get it in their head and it's a, it's a psychological thing that I have to retire at this age um, and you know sixty two is you know I mean. It, it, you're it's it, anymore it's like you're 55 right i mean you still you 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 have a lot of experience you have these skills that you've developed and you have a lot of time left that you can still deploy those right. skills that you've accumulated through your whole working career yep stay with us you're listening to the tom dupree show with mike johnson it's news radio 630 wlap the news you want to know. We still don't even have all the evidence. Mullah, mullah, mullah. It's enough. The news you need to know. Biden is leading in the polls. Inappropriate behavior. I think we beat him easily. Stay in the news. An upbeat reading on the economy. With News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree. A fiduciary is a person or organization that owes to another the duties of good faith and trust. It is the highest legal duty of one party to another, and it means being bound ethically to act in the other's best interests. At Dupree Financial Group, we act as a fiduciary to our clients when managing their investments. This means simply that we put their interests first. We accept no commissions or transaction fees, only an asset-based percentage fee of our clients' assets, which directly aligns our interests with theirs. Think about it. A financial advisor who does well when you do well. If you'd like to know more about how this might work for you, give us a call at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a no-obligation meeting and a discussion of your account. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. So how did we go from uh, Steve Miller to John Anderson? I don't know. My mind's a weird place. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it playing. I like John. You guys were just talking about money, and it made me think of this song. (laughs) Is he still active or making records? or I guess he's retired. I guess so. He was a... He was from Florida. From he's just a country boy from North Florida. Was he big in the eighties, nineties? Yeah, yeah. He and uh, he he did that song called "Swingin'," just a swingin', you know. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Uh huh. Looks like he's still touring a little bit. Yeah, like those super frequently. Those guys can't afford not to do some touring. The state planning for the uninitiated, for uninitiated, when one spouse defers on family finances, it's easy to get caught off guard by a death or illness. This is something uh, Elizabeth knows something about, certainly. You know, it, it's just when you're uh, the estate, when, when you're taking care of the family's estate, it helps to have everything in, in good order. You want me to open up the mic? If you want to. Yeah, it, it is. Um, it's, if you've listened to the show over time, you've heard me talk about the importance of having all your ducks in a row and not waiting to get involved with your um, family members' finances, the planning, the knowledge of what's going on. 
My mother passed away um, three weeks ago, and boy, I, I, you know, I was not, even though I thought I was prepared, you know, it, just don't delay. Get on top of everything. Find out as much as you can, because um, even though I thought I knew, there have been a lot of things that I don't know. That's right. And talk to your family members about it. And don't put it off till tomorrow, because my mother was getting older but i certainly did not expect that um you know we'd be looking at this situation as quickly as we are so do not delay because i mean there are things that i simple things that i don't know where they are right and it's it's something we encourage uh, our our clients to on a spousal level um you know there, there's typically um there's one person that's you know kind of on top of it um and the other one you know is you know kind of defers to their uh leadership on it if you will um but it's so important we encourage our clients you know, have both parties involved, um, right. because, you know, if, if that, if the, the decision maker, if you will, um, passes away, we want the other person to be able to, you know, kind of hit the ground running because, you know, Elizabeth, I mean, you, you'll understand this too. I mean, when one of them passes away, I mean, that's when you're, you're dealing with, you know, grief and, you know, all these other things. And, you're not able to make, you know, big decisions when you're dealing with that kind of thing. Uh, and it, it's harder to do. Um, and so having everybody involved, um, having a plan in place, you know, so that when this happens, you already have somebody that you trust, you're comfortable yeah. with. That's the big thing. You know, are you comfortable? Do you know what's going on with your money? Um, and having that person in place so that, you know, when something bad happens, hey, you've got this person that you can talk to and they'll help you right. through the process. You know, another thing that um, that I was more conservative than I should have been, and we're not attorneys or legal types, but I didn't ask to see the documents that I should have asked to see because money's such a touchy situation and you don't want to feel your parents or whatever to feel like you're, you know, breathing down their neck, what am I going to get? Well, that mm -hmm. that's not the thought process you need to to have you need to have a thought process of knowledge so if documents need to be updated um you know it's like your finances the more eyes on a situation the better chances you have for success right that's right absolutely a rainy day fund can do wonders for your retirement back to the retirement so this is this is more from a uh, uh, liquidity, you know, we, we like to say you like to have layers of liquidity. Um, a rainy day fund, that's basically your checking and savings. Um, now, checking and savings, they're not paying anything. I mean, you're not going to earn money on what's in your checking and savings right. account. But not anymore. You used to. but Used to. Um, but it, 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 if you don't have it, you can back yourself into a corner um, and the corner is not good. Um, let's say, um, let's say you, you're a 40 year old yeah. and you have a hundred thousand dollar retirement account could be a 401k or an IRA and you pull $10,000 out. Well, 
let's look at the you have a 10% early withdrawal penalty and this would all stem because you don't have the $10,000 safety net uh, you know the your you need a new roof your HVAC goes out so you go and take a distribution from your IRA it's better to have these uh, the liquid cash available for you because if you take that out at 40 uh, at 65, if you figure you're getting a 7% compounded return, at 65, if you hadn't taken that $10,000 out, uh, would be $542,000. If you took the 10000 out, it would only be worth $488,000. Right. Um, and you've paid a 10% penalty. Uh, the other thing that it can do, it can skew your view of risk-taking. You know, you might be more inclined – uh, if you don't have a, a safety net in place, uh, well, I'm not going to, I'm 40 or I'm 50, I'm going to have a higher portion in bonds in my portfolio. Well, that can negatively impact uh, right. your, your returns over time. Um, if you have that in place, you're going to be uh, a little more logical in your thing because you, you know that if I have an emergency, I can tap this, and then you, layers of liquidity. You have your mm-hmm. cash, you have an, a, a, a taxable investment account, and then you have your IRAs or your Roth IRAs or your savings uh, or retirement savings. Um, all of that, it's it's simplistic, uh, but it's it's one of those things people overlook, and it's it's easy to forget. Um, best way to do it, um, is just to set it on autopilot. You know, you have a, a, a checking account where your paycheck goes, have a certain amount go to a rainy day fund. Mm-hmm. Um, the article suggests, uh, naming it something. And I think it's actually a good, a good idea. You know, you, you name it like protect my family right. or something. It's, so it's, it's, there's so much of financial, uh, uh, management that's psychological. That's right. Um, and everybody's different. You have to find out what works for you, but put it on autopilot. You know, you have a hundred dollars a month or whatever the amount is that goes to this rainy day fund, um, which it stays there. And when it gets built up there, then you go to the next layer of liquidity, which is a taxable investment account, which has a longer horizon duration. Right. Um, before we go here, I just want to emphasize again, go to our Facebook page. Send us a friend request. We are going to be sharing educational articles on our page that you're not going to want to miss. If you like this radio show, you will love our Facebook page. The website is also a great resource for educational items. You can find the podcast of the show there. That's DupreeFinancial.com. If you want to come in and, and talk to us uh, – about your finances, about your retirement finances, please do uh, give us a call at two three three zero four hundred. Set an appointment. We'll be glad to sit down with you and go over go over what needs to be gone over. So I think we've had a good show today, Absolutely. talking about um, retirement and and the the physics of it, so to speak. Enjoy being here. Yeah, me too. I enjoyed looking at your hat. <laughs> better in my head well there you go (laughs) it is uh the tom dupree show uh have a great weekend and uh we've been uh talking about things that if you want to come see us call us at 2330400 
It's the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP.